Michael, Albert, Sifa and Stanley, the heroes of the hit 2006 movie Sione's Wedding, return to the screen, not as adults, but as a teenage gang back when it all began in the 1980s. The TV series Duck Rockers starts with the four BFFs going to the famous 1984 Didi Smash gig in Square that ended in a riot. When a newspaper headline blames it on drunk Polynesian schoolboys, the four need an alibi. We have unconfirmed reports you boys started a Queen Street riot. Who told you that? Was it that rat thing, Polo? No, and his name is Paul. The police shut them on the streets, but they denied it. But they could tell that the cops still didn't buy it. He knows. He doesn't know. He does know. Guys, no one knows. God knows, because God knows everything. So in order to seal our alibi, we need to become a bopping crew. Is that the only step you know? We're training the brain. Wow. Cool. Give it up for the duck rockers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Arts Laureate Oscar kindly played Albert in Sione's Wedding 1 and 2 and co-wrote, co-wrote them with James Griffin. In Duck Rockers, he plays Albert's father, Isaac. He's also co-written the TV series with James and has directed it. Tawila Blakely, who played Sifa's partner, Lilani, in the movies, now plays her mum, Lana. She also has a writing credit and is associate producer on the show. Tawila says when James suggested a prequel, it just felt perfect. When Oscar and James wrote the original Sione's Wedding, um, the characters were loosely based on all of us, you know, personally. So there was always a connection between us, ourselves, and the characters. And still today, as we create, you know, the 1980s world and the, this world that we grew up in, that the, the connection is really there. And the coming together of the characters and the friends that we are was something special. So a chance to revisit that was something that we all really wanted to do. Yeah, I, I it was a, so cool to be, be able to reimagine Albert as a, as a teenager. He's so uh, sweet. Kind of, <laughs> He's so sweet. Yeah, so it's fun because we kind of know how they end up and so to be able to back plot that and showing how they had influences and what was a factor in their upbringing was, was really cool. Yeah, what traumatised them. What, what traumatised you know, them. Like, <laughs> yeah. All the things, all the things. It was, it was actually quite fun doing that part. Yeah. I'd love to have sat in on your conversations, uh, Oscar, with, with the, the, your younger self and uh, to it with your younger self as Leilani. You know, those, I'm sure they watch the films and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But sitting down with you and talking it through and actually watching those gorgeous 80s videos, which you've got sprinkled liberally through the series, which I, takes me back to the 80s 100%. But they, they must have been really fun conversations for you because that, that would help these young actors really understand where you're coming from, right? Oh, totally. We had to work with them really intensively to um, not only get them ready for the process of filming because most of them are novice actors, but also to contextualise the time that they had no idea what it was like. And they actually really enjoyed learning about what life was like in the 80s and they, they found it quite entertaining, like things like, how you had to ring somebody's house to talk to them and and that you had to leave the house to see people and and they just couldn't get over the convenience of their lives today and and what they viewed as inconvenience of our lives yeah yeah but it was yeah it was it was awesome it was awesome really and it's so rare too as a creative to be able to get to recreate a period that is such a formative time in your own life mm. and also it just coincides with a really fun innocent time for New Zealand too I mean there were lots of things that by the end of the 80s I think we'd lost our innocence things like the Springbok tour the stock market crash the Rainbow Warrior bombing 
all that stuff. And the Queen Street riots. So I think by the end of the 80s, we were a different country, but it was fun to kind of throw ourselves back at that time when maybe we were all a bit more naive. Mm. And I thought that I actually thought the young ones would have been really tickled with the fashion and the hairstyles of the time because you've got them decked out in some pretty cool gear, not. Yeah. yeah. The, the side ponytail is one of my favorites. Yeah. Was, uh, was seeing that resurrected. And, 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 and creating, you know, every character's wardrobe, their family units, their homes, their bedrooms. Um, that that was really really fun, and again because we know the characters so well, every character's um, journey and all of that it just happened. It, it was just right there, and and, and it, I guess because as I said before, we we grew up in that, and so everything was just so familiar to us. And between all the all the laughter, the genuine laughter, the laugh out loud moments, there there are also times of genuine drama. And when I was rewatching Sione's wedding, you know that moment where Sione confronts you four guys who were almost certainly going to ruin his wedding and you took nothing seriously. You were hopeless. And then there was a moment yeah. in the first episode of Doug Rockers. <laughs> Stop laughing. It was very naughty. And, but it was a beautiful moment. Like, it was it was really well played. And then in this one, um, when Albert's parents, which is you playing your father, it starts to get in your head a little bit, you know, genuinely mm. concerned that Albert had been hurt in the, in the riots, you know. You have to have those moments of genuineness, don't you, for comedy to really work. Oh, absolutely, because, you know, the heart of all comedy is truth, and we love to, you know, tell the truth in our stories um, and in a comedic way, but at the heart of Sione's and at the heart of Dark Rockers, you know, there is tragedy, as, as, as in life, and also, you know, for us, going back to that time, for Pacific Islanders and for the children of the migrants that came here who were us and the first generation to go through the school system here, it wasn't actually always a nice time for us and it certainly wasn't a nice time for our parents and what I love is I think that we've we've really captured that without being too heavy because it is a factor of that time that we can't ignore that that we certainly wanted that to be evident that through the laughter and through all of this there are other serious stuff going on and and, and there is racism and there is prejudice and, the, and and all the things that you know we've experienced as Pacific Islanders in this country um so yeah I think that Underlying everything in our projects, we, we certainly don't shy away from telling the truth or showing hardships. Yeah, it's just fun using comedy to tell those stories. Mm. Yeah, so it's fun to explore with this too. Oscar, what was it like effectively writing backwards for you and James? I mean, you knew where they were heading, um, but you'd, you'd, you wouldn't want to feel too um, chained by that. You know, you'd still want to have some liberation and some and some fun with it. But it is an interesting process writing backwards, hey? Yeah. We didn't know where they ended up as adults. And and it was a little bit tragic in terms of, you know, they were still behaving. Because as teenagers, they're not losers. They're just teenagers. But if they're still behaving like that in their 30s, then, you know, there starts to be problems. So we knew they ended up that way. Um, and it was fun kind of backplotting their course mm. and how they might have got there, but also how they built their bonds. And Tuila coming in as well as one of the writers was key in informing a lot of it as well. Because we knew we wanted it to be more than just the boys' story. The movies were definitely about the boys, but with this one, we knew we wanted to expand the brief a bit and take in characters like Leilani, like Bolo, and also show them, and also young Sione as well. Well, um, actually, I really enjoyed that, having more of a, of a female representation 
Tuila in that as well, and some great characters, including, including of course, the young, the young you, and that that moment uh, when Sifa and Leilani have a conversation, and uh, the boys are already fighting. The other boys are already fighting over who'll be his best man at the wedding. So it's kind of nice to know the film. You can watch it without, but it's really nice to know the film to see the seeds of what's happening. But I mean, the other thing with um, with the eighties, but but being seen in twenty twenty two. I mean, were you aware of political correctness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was funny. It was funny. It was uh, when you kind of think back to that, and also when you look at the own, at the references, at the music videos, at the movies. Some of the movies don't really kind of stand up to kind of modern eyes. The '90s again were another thing, weren't they? But the '80s, they were so, they were kind of hardcore. And and there were there were times when we had to leave stuff out because even though it would have been true of the time, it's not yeah, nice to hear yeah. that now. Totally. So yeah, we did have to take that into account, and 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 we do look back sometimes at some of the things in the versiones and go, wow, we could never have gotten away with that. Yeah, now. yeah. Sensibilities um, change with yeah. stories. But in saying that, we we do try not to be dictated to in that way. Um, there are, like I said, there are certain things that you can't do these days, but because those things did happen and certain things were said and attitudes were prevalent in those days, we certainly aren't going to shy away from the truth of those things either. I, I want to come back to that idea of seeing your younger selves and the young cast, but playing your older selves. Oscar, you you, mm-hmm. you totally rock the mo, I've got to say. <laughs> what, what's that like playing your father <laughs> effectively yeah what was that, that was like? really cool for us all it was really it was really awesome because it, it was kind of entertaining for us to imagine that we play the parents of our of our Sioni's characters but then it became apparent as we were filming and as we kind of put on the costumes and designed the looks and did the scenes was actually that we were playing our parents and it was a chance for us as actors to kind of revisit that time in their lives when we were just kids and maybe looking at things and how it would have been for them as well. A part of this is definitely um, a homage to our parents and their generation and certainly all the characters because all the original characters as the series goes on come back as their characters' parents, and it's fantastic. Um, and again, this is something that has happened really easily. We were just sitting there, and it just was like, yeah, all the original characters come back and play the parents, and, and we all cracked up and thought it was just hilarious. Um, and it, it really works, and I think it's a really wonderful aspect of the show as well that, you know, when you are that age, your parents do affect you, you know, and, and those... It's part of your world, eh? Yeah, you can't... Yeah. You can't. You can't ignore the influence that your parents have just in terms of what time you're allowed to hang out to and when you can see your friends and which friends you can see at what time and what you have permission to do, stuff like that. Mm, and how the different family um, dynamics affect the different characters and, and the, showing the diversity in brown families, you know, is something that hasn't really been done because normally you only get one brown character or a token brown family. And in this one, you have five. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody, it's so, it's, it's so rare and it's a privilege, you know, um, and everybody bought into it. Me, me, me and Wheels are, are speaking on behalf of the writers, but, you know, it also included James and Elizabeth. Um, and everybody bought into into recreating a world that was true because there was a community within the community as well. It wasn't just New Zealand in the 80s. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche to say, but there are touch points, I think, for everyone who kind of might have memories of that time. 
The idea of, I mean, the starts at the, the Didi Smash gig in Aotea Square, did, did that come easily as a as a starting point? Because it gets the guys into all sorts of trouble right from the, right from the get-go. 100%. Yeah, it did. Uh, it came easily. It we, came real we, easy. we basically had our first storylining session and, and we, we, we knew, you know, that whole vehicle of the boys, these boys, they um, ruin everything that they show up to. So let's show when that started. And because we knew the year that we were starting the show in, and we just went, they started the Queen Street riots. And it just, yeah. and, it was, and it happened that easily. You know, I remember that day, uh, I wasn't at the riots because I wasn't allowed to go to town. But I remember watching it on, on Eyewitness News like, later, these incredible scenes of just absolute, well, riots on Queen Street and car overturned, windows smashed, people looting. Everything changed in New Zealand after that. We started yeah. having these things called liquor laws. Yeah, so it's really cool being able to look at that stuff, and as the series unfolds, you'll you you'll get to enjoy other things as well. But we, it was a perfect one to kick off with the Queen Street riots. And I've got to know, were either of you or both of you in a bopping crew in the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> I was a terrible dancer. I used to I used to be one of the kids who stood around in a circle and just admired the kids that were into it. I started high school just as it was hitting and it was just that year it just really hit. And then it started appearing on TV on, yeah, on shows like huge. What Now and Shazam. And and Lynn, I was the girl like Lupe, if I had a bunch of boys that I could have danced with, I hundred percent <laughs> would have been an, a break dance crew. But the thing was I kind of seemed to be like out on a limb at those in those days. I wanted to be, you know, a break dancer, I wanted to be a rapper, I wanted to be a cheerleader, and there was just no one Girls else. You weren't really encouraged to do that <laughs> no, kind of not stuff. The, not the, then. No, I was kind of ahead of my time. <laughs> um, but I would have I would have I would have loved to. <laughs> Oscar Kitely and Tawila Blackley. Duck Rockers goes to air on TVNZ2 and TVNZ Plus on Wednesday.